Who's going to start the Katie McCabe rant? Is it going to be me or you, Emma? He knew he messed up the minute the whistle went because he went straight up to Katie and I don't know what he said. I should have started you. I don't think he said that, but he should be saying Subscribe that. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl last night, 38-35. Uh, Mike Carlson is with us. Mike, this is this really the story of Patrick Mahomes and his genius, or, or is there more to this? Oh, there's a lot more to it, I think. Um, it, it, one of the things is it may be the story of Patrick Mahomes' toughness. Um, he re-injured the ankle that he'd hurt uh, two weeks ago in the conference championship. And not only did he come back and play remarkably well, but in the first moments after the injury, when he was obviously in a lot of pain, he refused to go to the treatment tent uh, or in, back into the locker room as, as it was almost the end of the first half but basically sat there until he felt like he could get up and then kind of walked around as if he were normal or as normal as possible. So I, I think there's that. And I think there's also, although he's obviously now with his second Super Bowl win, uh, that kind of, in some people's mind, makes you an automatic Hall of Famer, but he's also been to three Super Bowls in the last four years. Uh, so he's sort of he has sort of cemented his greatness. But I think it also is a sort of savor for Andy Reid who in my mind was already a Hall of Fame coach, but his reputation in Philadelphia was someone who built consistently really good teams, but only got to the Super Bowl once and didn't win it. Um, And then he won his first Super Bowl with Mahomes. And if he had lost this game, I think that that same, that same, uh, refrain would have you would have heard that from the from the pundits and the herd um, that Andy Reid couldn't win the big one, but they I think they've taken that monkey off their back now as well. Uh, so I think this side sort of cements a kind of Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes legacy. Right, yeah, just my I I I was I'm like Jar. I didn't I didn't see the Super Bowl. Sadly, I went to bed early last night, being like the professional that I am. And of course, couldn't sleep, and I was halfway through. I was like, I might as well just stayed up and watch this bloody thing. I did see the end of championship final though. That third and four where. He runs the ball. Obviously, the unnecessary roughness gives him a 15-yard penalty. But that moment where this man can't walk, not to mind run, and he runs a third and four to basically get him to the Super Bowl, like, where does that stand in those moments of the season? Uh, you know, he, he pretty much did the same thing again. Um, he, he went on a scramble, and when it got to the end, and when tacklers were around, he started dodging tacklers, but he was literally tiptoeing. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's kind of like... It'll be it will, as you say, be a defining moment because this is a guy who's an incredible passer, um, has as good a vision of the field and and an awareness of where that ball should go or could go as as almost anybody. Um, And he plays through he plays through injuries. Um, It's it's not the first time, probably won't be the last time because they do kind of he does take a lot of time. He's not afraid to stay in the pocket or or to to keep plays alive. And and that is a recipe for getting hurt, uh, you know, somewhere down the line. We've sort of seen it with Russell Wilson um, finally succumbing to an ankle injury after playing through injuries nonstop through his career. And he's been a bit less, he was a bit less effective this past season. Yeah, just one. We we spoke about Johnny Sexton. I don't know if you're familiar with Johnny Sexton, Mike. He's like the Irish out half. He's 37. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> 
So, <laughs> of course. So 37. <laughs> and that um, was the real Super Bowl was Ireland and France. Yeah, so, like, and we, we actually, our first try exactly. actually was straight out of an NFL playbook. But Sexton has probably, he's a little bit different in terms of an out half. Certainly the way he tackles and he does things. But is Mahomes completely changing how the young quarterback looks at how a quarterback should be now in terms of everything he does that is so much more than obviously just passing the ball? Yeah, I mean, there is a change going on in terms of young quarterbacks and mobility is a bigger factor coming out of college because college football's offenses are, are really influ- have really influenced the NFL in the last decade or so. But I think what Mahomes brings to it is that you're, you're watching someone who is like an out half or, or like a, a creative playmaker in, in football or a point guard in basketball, you know, who sees everything and can deal the ball. And, and it's not a question of kind of like dealing it as, uh, at short distances, he can do it at long distances as well. But if you were a young kid and, and like many kids, you know, enamored by basketball and uh, the, the flair and the flash of it, Patrick Mahomes brings that same kind of attitude toward, um, toward football and uh i don't think he you know an american football quarterback kind of gets targeted automatically um i you know whereas johnny sexton gets targeted (laughs) whether he's got the ball or not and and teams know that that trying to put him out or slow him down uh you know by hitting him hard and hitting them repeatedly is the way to do it that's that's kind of like an american football attitude toward toward a player but I i think it's a good comparison Two um, two things that we had anticipated heading into this was that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles defensive line was the the best unit on display and that uh, how they went so the Eagles would go. But it turned out they didn't get a single sack on the night. Although, you know, obviously there was the injury to Mahomes, which might have put a normal quarterback out and would have seen them win the game. Uh, why were they so ineffective last night? A lot, of, a lot of that was down to Mahomes. Um, he got off quite a few passes while under pressure, and his ankle was in, was injured while scrambling, so he he was under pressure. Um, I don't I don't think they underperformed that much. Although Andrew Wiley, the Kansas City right tackle, um, did a great job on Hassan Reddick, who's their who's their best single um pass rusher and their interior line did a really good job of keeping the the big guys the two big guys in the middle for philadelphia who rotate through they rotate four or five players there uh keeping them out of the backfield so that mahomes actually could take a step forward and throw um which which when that goes away that's when sacks start to happen because the quarter if the quarterback can't just simply climb the pocket and step forward he he gets he gets hit trying to go out one side or the other um I, I thought the the other really interesting thing was that their offensive line is really good, and, and we saw that through much of the game. Um, but uh, sub, the Eagles' offensive line, but Andy Reid came out in the second half, and I had said at halftime uh, to the to the crowd at the bar where I was hosting a um, a Super Bowl party that I thought that the strangely enough the Eagles needed to try to run the ball in the second half not not play a panic kind of game but and Andy Reid came out and they ran an awful lot of of counter plays where they were kind of going against the grain of that uh Eagle defensive line's penetration and they worked really well and even when they didn't work really well when they only gained a couple of yards say um it, it helped to set up their passing game and uh Philadelphia adjusted pretty well in the second half to taking Jason Kelsey away as a weapon who had been 
the Chiefs' big weapon in the first half. They'd, they'd marched down the field for their first touchdown, pretty much behind Kelsey's catching. And the Eagles came back, you know, they, the Eagles came back with other options, uh, which worked really well. And we saw, you know, two touchdowns late late in the game, which were basically the same play to, to different sides of the field and to different receivers, but where the Eagles would put a man in motion coming back toward the backfield, then he would stop and turn around and go back out. And the Eagles were overplaying that motion. And both times it was Kadarius uh, Tony um, the first time and Sky Moore the second time he was all alone for touchdowns, you know, and, and great as Patrick Mahomes is, you have to give Andy credit, <clears throat> Andy Reed credit for play design and also for recognition that that was a play that would work and then go, and to go back to it on the very next drive. And that, that was, you know, kind of, a, it, it was uh, my take on it basically is that it was a, a really even game as the score, as the score would indicate, but you have to remember that the, the, the uh, chiefs are in the game because of a, uh, Jalen Hurts fumble his his one bad play of the game which was returned for a touchdown and then a really unexpected Kadarius Tony punt return yeah. um, that, that got them down so the two big plays by the Eagles are what won them that game more more than anything else it kept them in the game the Jalen Hurts performance in the round was fairly astonishing for somebody making a Super Bowl debut notwithstanding the fumble or in in American sports you get no credit for the 99 out of 100 things you do well and everybody just remembers the fumble yeah it's funny I said you could make a really good case before the MVP was announced for Hertz being the most valuable player of the game um, because he really was doing almost everything uh, for the Eagles. Now, the, the fumble does work against you. Um, and uh, strangely enough, the Eagles also had a second fumble for the uh, same guy, Nick Bolton, returned it for a touchdown, and that was called back on one of those kind of interminable NFL uh, video replay, Zapruder film, uh, legal battle, uh, parsing the language of the Talmud kind of de- decisions. Um, and that could have changed the, the tempo of the game as well. But, you know, that, that quarterback sneak that the Eagles run, with, which looks kind of like a, a mall um, in rugby, and someone ought to tell the American announcers to watch a rugby game and figure out exactly what, what, the, uh, metaphor, or what the parallel is. Um, his passing was superb. Uh, the, the touch, the touchdown to AJ Brown was was Mahomes like. He was throwing, he was leading his receiver to a place where he knew the ball, uh, the receiver could get it. You know, but throwing the ball well before the the point that AJ Brown yeah. uh, broke his route. He he was accurate um, throughout, and I just thought it was it was a tremendous a tremendous individual effort, which uh, you know probably just there's only ever been one. MVP of the Super Bowl off a losing team, but I thought you could make a case for this, but I think you're right that, that the fumble probably took that possibility out of play. That's got to be crazy. Like, surely the MVP played on the worst team um, more than once in Super Bowl history. Surely. I he, mean, uh, you're talking about would, tight games here. Like, uh, you you would think so. Um, history's written by I, the winners. Well, it's a, they generally uh, just give is. it to the quarterback, even mm. when, like, somebody Yeah, else. and I, I've gone through, I, I did a piece a couple of years ago, went through all the Super Bowl MVPs, trying to decide who really should be um, the MVP. And the funny thing is, there weren't many losing, there weren't many losing players who were in the mix yeah. um, for that award. 
Uh, I guess the point about Jalen Hurts is he's still on his rookie contract, so the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going anywhere. You know, obviously the heartbreak of losing, there's, there's traditionally been a hangover for teams to lose in such dramatic fashion, but we should expect the Eagles to be a good team for the next couple of years. One last thing I, I do want to talk about, and we hate talking about officiating, but it did feel like from watching the highlights that everybody's pissed off because they call a holding on a play when it would have been an earlier version and a, yeah. a much further out um, field goal. Booker missed a kick earlier on, so it wasn't wasn't going to be a gimme. And uh, they hadn't called holding really across the game. So is it a legitimate call or is it not a legitimate call? What do you think? In the in the early second quarter, there was there was uh, James Bradbury was again was again covering Juju Smith Schuster and and did pretty much the same thing, and uh, Mahomes was calling and 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 the replay was shown and they hadn't called it. Consistency is always the first thing we ask of officials in in any sport. You know, make a good call, make a bad call, but call it the same way each time, so that the argument. I, I have a lot of uh, sympathy for the argument that the last two minutes of a game is a bad time to change your change your interpretation of the calls. To me, it was a hold and it was a pretty ob- obvious hold. And the argument that I don't buy is the quote unquote, let the players play kind of argument, because if you're letting the defense hold, you're letting the defense play, but you're not letting the offense play. Yeah. So, you know, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, and I'm pretty, critical of of uh the officiating because they did pretty much let let things go apart from offsides for for most of the game and um but i think that the i think again you're right that the argument that it would have been a much more exciting finish had the had let's just assume butker makes the field goal anyway so which would have been about 35 the eagles would have then had about a minute and 20 seconds or so to go downfield and you know a few, just get a field goal to send it to overtime or or um, potentially win the game. And I don't think anyone was doubting that that was within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, and, and Justin, in your years uh, following it, like, how, this this must have been one of those years where just it seemed like there were so many narratives as the season developed with Mr. Relevant, obviously the 49ers, what was happening there, the, the emotion that the Buffalo Bills went through, and then the star quarterback basically hobbling through the end of the season. And it just, there just seemed to be something, so much of a narrative for the last sort of few weeks of the season in general. Yeah. Um, I, I would hesitate to be crass and say that the more games you put in the season, the more, the more of a chance of getting key people injured you, you add to the season. But, mm. you know, had, had the Eagles been able to put Mahomes out of the game, the way they put Brock Purdy out of the game in the first quarter against San Francisco, uh, I think you might say that the football gods were being incredibly generous, generous to them. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm glad Mahomes was able uh, to continue that game, but um it, it was a funny season, and I think it was funny partly because you didn't really have any great teams uh, in the mix. The Eagles, the Eagles are a very good team and a, and a balanced team, probably the best top to bottom in, in the league. Um, the Chiefs are a good team with a great quarterback, so you basically had a really stacked team with with lots of depth on both sides of the ball and and the better line play on both sides of the ball, which is usually what we think is the recipe for a, a winning team. 
and their quarterback played at a very high level, which I know there are still Jalen Hurts doubters out there, and I think they would probably have been silenced. But in the end, it came down to which team has the best quarterback in the game, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And the idea that he might have gone out of the game with an injury would have been just too cruel, I think, I think for football, much more cruel than anything the officials could do to us. So what you're saying, it's, it's ripe for the Jets next season. Rodgers uh, signs and they win the Super Bowl. Well, we have to see what happens when Aaron Rodgers comes out of his four days of uh, total darkness um, <laughs> and, and, and what he's thinking or if he's thinking at all. I mean, at, at that Jesus, point. I, I Jesus like Christ only took three days and he came back and, yeah, well, and saved Brady the world. Took 40, yeah, last year, Tom Brady took 40 days in the desert to um, to undo his retirement, his marriage <laughs> and his life. Um, so Aaron Rodgers in four days <laughs> could probably do a lot more. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I like the idea, the rumor of, of Rogers going to Las Vegas and reuniting again with Devonte Adams, um, which which would be which would be very interesting. And then he would also have a coach in in Josh McDaniels who he might not show the same kind of disrespect for that he's been showing to his coaches for the past decade. Uh, one last thing: Andy Reid was talking pre-match about potentially retiring. You can't retire now. He's, he's got to come back and defend, right? Uh, yeah, I mean. I'm one of those people who, what is he, 65 now, um, who, who thinks that, you know, going out on a high note is something worth preserving. It was it was advice I would have given Tom Brady a couple of years ago had he asked for it. Um, but you look at Andy Reid and you know he loves football coaching. Um, yeah, the only thing I can think of is if he really feels sympathy for Eric Bieniemy, his offensive coordinator, who is never going to get a chance to be a head coach. Um, it's obvious that he's constantly being interviewed. He's never being hired. And kind of like when Bruce Arians was being pushed, I think, out of the head coaching job in Tampa by, by Brady. Um, but the the line that he gave was that he wanted to step down to make sure that Todd Bowles, his defensive coordinator, got the chance to be a head coach again. And uh, I could see that kind of a scenario happening. But frankly, Andy, what what's better to to keep you young at heart than having the best quarterback in the league to play with? And and you know he did a great job of of you know they let Ty, Tyreek Hill go in the off season of of picking up little pieces here and there and and then using them. Um, I think someone said during the game that that Mahomes had thrown to more different receivers than any any quarterback in the league. And right. you know that's that's that kind of chess game that that coaches love to play. I, I get the feeling that uh, after a few weeks, Andy's going to be scratching you know to get back into the get back into the office and start so, looking so, at college players. Just very brief for me. Could Mahomes be the best of all time? Yeah, I think he's certainly in, in with a shot, and, okay. and he's certainly as skilled as any quarterback I've ever seen. You know, and and he he he's like a he's like a young Tom Brady with a better arm. Uh, so yeah, he's certainly got that possibility. Mike, great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Uh, thanks, Jer. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 